Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, State, State of the New York Knicks podcast. And I got my guy, co-host extraordinaire. Excuse me, I just had a brain cramp. I'm so damn happy right now, by the way, Knicks Nation. I'm so happy. My guy, Mr. Mitchell. How is you doing on this glorious day? I'm just I'm just so happy, brother. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, bro. I'm right there with you, bro. It's uh as I like to call it, the silly seasons ponus. <laughs> the silly seasons upon us. I've been I've been uh on Twitter all day watching Wad Woj's Twitter page and uh Woj bomb after Woj bomb, mate. Uh even just up to a few minutes ago. Literally, 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 I was going, I was about to send you the link, and he literally tweeted out a Walsh bomb. I said, What the hell? And did th- these couple of things really affect the Knicks? And I really wanted to, I felt like this podcast tonight was needed, bro, on the first day of, of, of trades being lifted, the trade moment, more, whatever it's called, man. I, I, we had to talk today. Yeah. Yeah. Because we got to talk about this Chris Paul trade first. First and foremost, because me and you had various podcasts together, right? And we spoke about the Chris Paul trade. Yeah. So I, I, I want to know. I want to know what's on your mind right now. I want to know what you're thinking right now. I'm not reading no notes tonight. The hell with the notes. I, I, I want to know how you feel. Um, yeah, well, I, I feel um, a little bit disappointed because, I, I, I mean, I would have liked us to be in it, but obviously, you know, um, they, they probably were asking for some pieces that obviously Leon wants to keep. So, you know that take that that takes us automatically out of of any trade, whether it had it been for CP3, whether it had it been for Westbrook, you know, so forth and so forth. So, um, for the for the for the trade though, I think the Suns did really well. Um, I think yes, I yes. I think it was Hell. really really needed. Um, I've got a, a few friends that are actually Phoenix Suns fans. And I've felt for them over the years. And um, even they've been screaming, um, even at me, saying how, look, um, you know, Devin Booker, they need to get a decent point guard with him. They need to get a good backcourt going there. Someone that can facilitate, you know, get the best out of Booker while he's entering his prime. And, uh, you know, not not just let him waste away over there. Um, You know, so I I think they got a good deal. Um, I didn't think... They really had to give up too much looking into it because, um, you know, Ubre was going to be a free agent at the end of next season anyway. He possibly could have walked. Um, Ricky Rubio, well, it's automatic upgrade in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Rubio is not a bad point guard, but he's just not on CP3's level. Uh, so, it, yeah, it's definitely an upgrade. Um, and yeah, uh, even even just only giving up the one pick there. Uh, that that was pretty good for the Suns as well. So I, I think this is this puts them, you know. I, I think what in the in, would you say in the top five teams in the West, possibly pushing up there. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hot take. I'm gonna give you a hot take. I think they're a top three um, Western Conference team next season. Mm. Um, I think with the addition of Chris Paul, you you elevate Aiton's game. And you elevate already a twenty-six and seven a night 
per game guy. I feel like they top three in the West. Yeah, I, I feel I, like it's it's. I agree. You didn't give up. You didn't give up nothing, bro. No, you didn't give up Cam Johnson. You didn't give up Macau Bridges. Right, and and wow. I I, I mean I am. I am shocked they got that trade off. They traded a bunch of cookies, even though I like Jalen LeQuay and I like his athleticism and I like that he's young. But that's just an overall upgrade. And yeah, yeah, you got to think about it from this side too, brother. And uh, 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 another another thing I'll add is because obviously we've uh-huh. both been on Twitter, so you've probably seen the same thing on uh where been, I've had to laugh. There's been a lot of people that, oh, the Suns got robbed, and, and I'm really sitting there going, no, they really didn't. When you when you really look at it, no, no. They didn't. I mean, no. they were giving up expiring contracts. They were, um, you know, gave up only one pick. They didn't have to give up multiple picks. Um, so, you know, I mean, granted, OKC's got a heck of a war chest now on picks oh, for God. what till twenty. I, I think what, 16, what was the first? first round picks. Yeah, till like 2026, 20, I think Wash said. I was like, wow, that's, that's not bad. But um, no, the Suns did really well. And and I think that's going to make things interesting now in the West. Um, I think, uh, like you said, uh, CP3 is going to benefit both Booker and Aiton's games. Um, so then, then now you've got three All-Stars already, as it is there, two young, two young All-Stars and obviously CP3. Um, and what did he make all – what was it last year? He made all second team or something like that again. Um, mm. He hadn't got to for a little while um, because of his season in OKC. Um, and, if, if you know, uh, I believe he's fit and he's 100% like he was in OKC. Uh, I see what he did for that. He, car- he carried helped carry them and even took them to the playoffs. So you can just imagine what he's going to be able to do now with what I believe a better team. Oh my goodness! That Suns team is oh man. Yeah, and oh, I mean, oh, I, I personally oh, think too. I mean, I've, I've heard they're going to keep Sarek because they're happy with him. Um, and he's a he's a he's a decent enough power forward. Um, you know, for them. Um, and I think they're going to possibly bring back Baines, uh, even if it's just a one year deal for them. So I mean, that'll that'll just add uh, you know another big man off the bench. So they'll they'll solidify what they need to now, and. Um, yeah, I could. As I said, I could easily see him being a top four, top three in the Western Conference, easy. So we 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 get into this Chris Paul trade, and I want to tie this other trade into the Knicks as well before we really talk about how these trades affect the Knicks because Robert Covington got traded today as well. Yeah. And yes. Along with along with Drew Holiday. And James Harden asked for a trade, which I already predicted. And when I'm looking at these trades, Robert Covington netted two first-round picks, right? Drew Holiday netted, I believe, four first-round picks, right? Also, with Chris Paul being off the table, that's one less vet point guard that me and you have been talking about for the past about eight months, I believe. So that's another point guard off the table. And then when you look at the Rockets trading Robert Covington and they get those two first-round picks, is one of those picks for the Knicks for a Russell Westbrook trade? Like, I'm, I'm really trying to understand – where the Knicks go from here, brother? Because... I, I think so, and I I have uh-huh. I, I have this feeling that 
Leon's looking at the situation in Houston at the moment. Um, obviously, the word going around is Westbrook and, and Harden are, are both wanting out. Um, and, and they have apparently given their indications they want out because they don't like the direction. Um, Harden, obviously, by the sounds of it, angling to go to the Nets, obviously, to re, you know, re-team up with KD. Um, because it's not like they really got much of a go of it teaming up in OKC in reality because he was kind of traded pretty quickly from there. Um, so uh, as for Westbrook, I think the Knicks are, are pretty high on that list from what I've been hearing. Um, and personally, now see, when it comes to him, I think the Rockets are the ones who are going to have to attach a pick or two maybe to get a team to buy yep. because no one's biting on Westbrook only for the simple Hell fact no. is, okay, he, he can't, he, he's not like he's a great facilitator in the sense of CP3. We know he can't, he's not the greatest of shooters either. Um, he does what he does best and, and we know, uh, and, and he's energy, of course. So we know what he can do. We know what he can bring. I think Leon understands what, what he can do, but here's the thing. I personally think the Knicks would be a really good team for him because it could end up when when you look at it, it it'd be a bit of an OKC situation where he's the sole superstar, which is what he loves and thrives in. He loves to be the man. Um, that's where he's the best, um, and that's mm-hmm. been proven now. He's been, he, he he tried to team up with Paul George, yeah, didn't really work. They had what was it before that Oladipo didn't really work. He wasn't meshing with KD, hence why they split up. Um, Harden and him, they thought they were going to mesh well. Nah, that sort of didn't work as well as what everyone thought it was going to. Um, you know, by him by himself with the right role guys and young guys, that's his. That's his, perfect. That's up his alley. Um, and. <laughs> He even ha- helped in in a sense, I guess you could say, elevate a lot of those young names over there in OKC when he was just the sole guy, the man, like the, you, you know, your Andre Robinson, you know, and um, Stephen Stephen Adams to a degree, you know, um, his combination with him, and uh, you know, so it, I could see it working. Um, I think it might be actually the Rockets' only option to deal with. Um, but yeah, they they're not going to be getting uh, any RJ Barrett or um, no. they're not going. They're probably not even going to get any picks back in return from us. Um, if anything, like I've heard mentioned, you know, obviously Leon may be willing to to possibly part with Mitch in a trade, but he's not willing hell to part no. Barger. You know, hell no. We're gonna talk about that though. But hell no, I'm against. I'm against. Oh, I know we spoke about it in the past. I'm against Mitchell Robinson trades. See, the only, the only, the only. See, I've always said too. Um, I've said two things. I've always stuck by. I've always said that RJ Barrett, in my mind, is a number one untouchable for Dan. Untouchable, untouchable for sure. Mm-hmm. With Mitch, though, it'd have to be the right trade. Like, if it was going to be an upgrade for a, you know, a four or five position, you could understand him being included in something, but not for anything else. Because otherwise, you know, if you're trading him out, but you're not getting a big in return, then that's that's not really good because it leaves us with no no real bigs. 
So no, that's that's true. You know what I mean? It, it, so, say for example, like I'm just giving an example, but we know he's a free agent. But say a Barker was still in like two years left or something like that, and but he wanted out of Toronto. Like you could understand a trade there if it had to facilitate because they were like, oh, we need something younger in return because we want to look at going a bit younger. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll take a Barker and and you can have Mitch sort of thing with whatever. Um, see, you could do that, but I wouldn't do it any other trade with Mitch. You know, it'd have to be for a big. <laughs> no, no, I understand what you're saying. So you trade you trade out Mitch in like a three-team trade and then you get a guy like Ibaka. Yeah, yeah. Somebody serviceable until you can find another big. I, I understand. Yeah. But here's the thing. <laughs> Mitchie Robinson, even though I hate this stat, he shot 74% from the field. With Alfred fucking Payton as his point guard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we know where he where he. Hey, don't don't get me wrong. We all we all know, we we can all be honest. We all know where he's getting the seventy four percent. But but in saying that, yeah, to do it with a point guard, <laughs> that's that's terrible. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, that, man. It, so, you know, it, it it's tough right now. We're in a tough spot because. Yeah, the Rockets just traded Covington. We it's no more. And, the, more and see the other thing with day. the other thing with Covington. Okay, look, we know he's he's a great, uh, you know, three and D guy. Um, uh-huh. But he's not a name, you know. And so he's sort of in the same. Obviously, he's better than Randall, but he's in the same boat in the sense that they're not megastars, they're not superstars, and stuff like that. So I was uh-huh. kind of wondering. Well, you know, once I've seen that, like, okay, well, if, if he can command that, and yes, granted, he's way better on defense, so there, there's something that he can definitely bring to the table. But what could what can we get for Randall then? If can what sort of picks could we be looking at? You know, especially like, you know, even Bledsoe going out, going back in return. You know, like, and we all know that a lot of teams won't even crash hot on him either. You know, so. It's it's curious. It's curious, and and I'm kind of hoping to see a little bit of action soon from from our end, uh, especially when it pertains to Randall. Um, you know, I see the Bucks are trying everything, man, to solidify something over there to keep keep Giannis. Um, I think Bogdan was a good pick up for them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah I think that was a really good. Every, yeah, I think that was upgrading around the Knicks, man. Oh my God, I'm just hoping that everybody around the Dallas Mavericks get better. Yeah, I'm I'm reading reports about Porzingis not coming back for the first month of basketball, and I'm just praying that Leon Rose just sits back, stands pat, look for the right trade, and don't do nothing stupid. So Chris Paul's off the list. Yeah. Text that out. First thing the Knicks wouldn't do something stupid. So, what do you think? I've just out. had something in mind. What do you? What would you think <laughs> if Leon Rose can pull this off? Now, obviously, as I said, the Rockets to attach however many picks, whether it's one, two, whatever, to Russell Westbrook uh-huh. for any team to buy it. Right. So, say say we were interested. Okay, they're going to attach a pick or two. All right, no worries. And we send them back Julius Randle. Because I've got to think of matching money wise here too, um, and Kevin Knox. Um, who else could you put in there? Maybe just one. one yeah. uh, maybe 
Diaz Jai. I'm Diaz not Jai. trading Knox, man. I'm not putting Knox in that trade, bro. I'm I, I, I can't do it. I can't I cannot give up no young piece for Russ. That's and, and you know what? You know why I'm, I love Leon Rose? Because I think he agrees with me. Because if he didn't, we would have been had Russ already. If you're thinking about it, we would we could have had Chris Paul already. So well, that yeah. So I I think just based off of the just based off of the fact that Chris Paul has gotten traded today is just telling me that Leon Rose is not interested in trading first round picks. He's not interested in trading young guys just for just to be trading them for an old vet. And I feel like he's he's being smart. If I'm him, I'm waiting. And I'm going to wait until Unless- Houston have to cave in to a DSJ Julius Randle trade package. Well, if they had to add a third third piece, you could probably have we have we still got Porter's under for another year? We have Porter. See, all right. So here's the thing. Um, I believe up to November nineteenth. Is the dead so Thursday is basically the deadline where you could decline player options and you know player options for teams that signed them. So Bobby Orders currently has a team option. Yeah, I mean decline team options. My fault, not player options. So Bobby Bobby Portis has a team option, and we have to decline it by Thursday if we don't decide to trade him draft night. So if the Knicks was to make a move, I believe that their first their first move would be draft night. Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe well, see because we haven't heard Leon or anything come out of our our um front office when it pertains to trade. Maybe that's what they're looking at. Maybe they're looking at using uh, Julius Randle and and Bobby Portis and 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 DSJ to possibly move up or move down. I mean that's that's a possibility. I mean, it, it it's many things you can do with this roster. Just for me personally, I would like to see Julius Randle off this off this roster by Sunday. I I, I cannot. I, J- Nick fans, I I don't want to sound bullish on Julius Randle. I I dislike his game next to Mitchell Robinson and R.J. Barrett. After what I've I was witness to last season what I had to endure paying cable bills to watch this man spin into four people. Hell no, I do not want this man on my roster next season. I'm willing to trade him for a box of cookies. Well, that, that, I, I that's why that's why I still believe that he that Houston might have to take like Julius Randle and, and a DSJ deal because it might be the only deal that they can possibly get for Russ. There's no other team. No, when, when I've been looking around, literally no team is interested. The only, the only team that's, that's kind of kind of been linked has been us. Um, you know, not, not that it's been mentioned in talks have happened or anything like that, but we've been linked and we've pretty much been the only team linked to Westbrook. You know, and if no other team's biting, maybe they'll have no tr- – if they really want to get rid of him, they might have to cave and go, right, well, we'll take DSJ and Julius Randle. It's the only thing we're going to get. And then they send us Russ and, as I said, maybe a pick. Hopefully we could get a pick. I'm, I'm trying to see it, 
Wow, it's funny. The, um, because it really be a funny day. And, and when you think about it, when it, especially when it comes to Westbrook, not necessarily Harden, but when it comes to Westbrook, I don't believe the Rockets have got any leverage. None. Um, none. None. With Harden, Harden, with Harden, you know, you, you could have other teams outside the Nets that could be interested now that he's gone, oh, yeah, I've turned down the $50 million extension, I want out. So, see, that, that creates interest around Harden, see? So that gives Houston some sort of, you know, leverage with him, but not with Westbrook because so, it's just dead water. So real quick, interesting news, right? As we're talking about Russell Westbrook, so NBA Central, they just came out with a tweet and it's literally saying multiple league sources say interest in Rus- in Westbrook is minimal, according to the Ringer. The Rockets have been actively searching for trade partners for Westbrook, but the marketplace is proven relatively barren, Oof. according to ESPN. There aren't many suitors for Westbrook, Houston, or men. So, I'm reading this news, bro. If I'm Leon Rose, I'm sitting back. I'm I'm getting me a nice little, a nice cup of Kool Aid, some some ice, uh, maybe a shot of Hennessy on on the other side. I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm sitting back. I'm waiting. I'm, waiting. I'm not in no rush, no rush whatsoever. I, I, no. I, I will say this though. Whoever we draft on, on Wednesday is gonna be a pretty good indicator of what we're gonna be doing next season. Mm. Exactly. Because let me throw this at you, right? If we draft a point guard Wednesday, yeah, we're not, but I don't think go ahead. I was going to say, I think if we draft a point guard, we're not, we're definitely not going to be trading for Westbrook because I think that then Leon's got another thing in mind. So, it, I, all right. So we definitely agree there, right? Mm. So if we draft Devin Vassell or Isaac Okoro or even Obi Toppin because I'm open, I'm open to drafting Obi Toppin now. I, I, I believe that you've been trying to get me on this train for about. <laughs> about a month or so. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I'm finally open to the Obi Toppin draft pick. Um, I, I think Obi Toppin with Russ, with Knox, with RJ. Oh, my. I, I, I think that's one lineup I would love to watch every night. Yeah, yeah. Every night. Yeah, so I, I, I'm in I'm in agreement there. If we go for someone like him or an Okoro or someone like that, then, yeah, then I, I still think – we we go we go for Russ then obviously um, and yeah well you know I've always thought too you know um, even with the, the you know the negatives to Russ's game the, the the good positive is is when I when I think about it mm-hmm. you know the old the old school Knicks how they were tough and rough and played with heart and were scary like that that look at Russ man he fits that bloody mold down to a T. He would, he would, he would. I seriously think he would have fitted in with the old, the old rough bad boy Knicks back in the day. You know, like <laughs> quite easily with his attitude. Like he's just got that dog attitude, and that that's something that I think could benefit these young guys because we've been saying we want them to play with some more dogs, some more grunts, some more toughness. You know, um, Russell Westbrook is going to rub that off on them. 
you know, because that is Russell Westbrook's game. He, he plays hard. He gets in there, you know. He's not afraid of anything. Brings out energy. Yep. It's, I mean, you know, and that's, you know, I think that would be perfect fit in reality to, for the Knicks because then, you know, especially for someone like Knox who continuously gets called soft, you know, well, Westbrook ain't going to let him be soft no more if Westbrook comes to the Knicks. Hell no. <laughs> Hell. And, and, and you know what's crazy? You want to know what's crazy? Kevin Knox is lackadaisical. Lackadaisical. Mm. Yes. Kevin Knox does have a poor defensive IQ. Yes. Kevin Knox last season, his shot wasn't falling. He was building a house. Yes. I understand all of these things. That is cool. But when you have a young wing like Kevin Knox, who already – John Calipari already said, Look, it's going to take three seasons. So if you're willing to be patient, the kid is going to show something in year three. I'm willing to be patient. A lot of Nick fans aren't. A guy like Russell Westbrook is a guy I get to give a guy like Kevin Knox some confidence. Yeah. A guy like Russell oh, Westbrook yeah. is a guy I get to give Frank Nellikina confidence. Look, I need a guy yeah. who's next to Frank that's going to say, hey, yo, take his fucking ass to the basket. Like, I, I'm... Frank is not listening to Alfred Payne when he tell him that. Like, let, let's oh, no. start. The Mate, we can be damn, <laughs> we can be damn sure Russell Westbrook would command Frank's attention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm ready. It, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Like, like, like I said, when he when he was in okay, it, it, that that's how I look at this situation, right? And us, Nick, you know, excluding a few on our roster, we've got a young roster and young guys, and he thrives. In that type of situation, I've always believed that. It was proven in OKC, and it'd be the same similar situation. And he brought out the dog in each one of those young guys and made them something and, and made their role something. And, you know, he helped them young guys, you know. Um, a lot of people say, yeah, he carried the team, and to a degree he did carry those, those young teams with Stephen Adams and that. But they all still played their role that he wanted them or needed them to play and got out the best of what he could out of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Andre Robinson, no, not offensively, but he, he turned into a heck of a defensive dog because of Westbrook. And then that's, 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 that's his game. He, he's a defensive guard. So, you know, so he did his job for Westbrook and Russ thrived doing what he does. So that, I think it's, it's a perfect fit, if you ask me. Man, I feel like, it's, it's crazy. I feel like we're probably the only podcast that I know of that is really pro Russ because I'm, and I'm, oh and here's it. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. Just just because I had a light bulb go up. Okay, so something I've just thought of. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook's energy with RJ Barrett's energy would be something of the same sort of energy that RJ shared. At Duke with Zion Williamson. I could just imagine those two energy bouncing off each other and resonating with the rest of the team. Seeing these two guys that have that drive, you know, ah, oh, you got the, the the vet leader in Russ and the young young dog leader in RJ Barrett. Man, Russ, oh my God. I feel like we're the only part who's really pro Russ. I listen to everybody, bro. I listen to everybody's mm. podcast. Everybody hates him. <laughs> I haven't listened to not one podcast that did not say Russ doesn't make players better, right? I, li- I listened to another podcast. Russ is a horrible shooter. Russ is a ball hog. Russ take bad shots. Russ this, Russ that. 
can I, I I just want to defend Russ real quick. His fucking coach was Billy Donovan. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, we, yeah. like we're not gonna just throw we not and gonna I, 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 throw Russ under the bus, are we? No, no. Uh, like, like I said, there's positives to his game and there's negatives to him. Just like the hell, there's positives and there's negatives to Steph Curry's game. You know, he's not, he's not the, you know. There's not like there's a player out there that hasn't got negative. I mean, you know, you, you can pinpoint negatives even about LeBron. There's there's always something that they might be slightly not so good at. At you know, so you know, look at James Harden for example, offensive freak. Uh, defensively, there's a bit of a laugh. You know, so He's all right. he can defend the post. I'll give Harden that. Yeah, he can. He can. But yeah, there's there's so many there's so many bloopers. <laughs> Sorry, there's so many blooper reels on YouTube of him just looking a bit lost at the best of times. Just standing there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <God. laughs> oh my like God. a deer in headlights, you know. So everybody's got, got, their, uh, uh, got their positives. Everyone's got their negatives. But what Russ does well, he does very well. And I personally think, like I keep saying, he thrives in the type of a situation like the Knicks have currently got, where he can come in and where he is the guy, you know. When he, when he, he and, and he'll have obviously, I personally think, you know, a, a better coach than, than, in, than what we had with Billy Donovan. Um, and the situation in Houston was just not right. Initially, they didn't even know how to use him right. I'm sitting there going, what do you mean you don't know how to use him right? Like, just let him do his thing. Like, Harder can still facilitate, but just let Rust go and do his thing, what, he, what he's good at. So it, it was, I was a bit perplexed and a bit confused about that. Um, you know, you put him in the right situation and you, you, you know what he brings, which Leon does. You know, Leon's not stupid. Leon knows what, what Russ brings and what he's all about. Uh-huh. You, and you just and, and you just play around that. And he, he's exactly, if, if you ask me, he's exactly what these young Knicks need. They need a veteran like that that's going to hold them accountable. They need a veteran that's that's going to show them, oh, you need to play with this energy and keep this energy up all the time. You know, no, none of this laziness, you know. You know, people, you, you see so many Knicks fans, you just mentioned it. They want to sit there, they whinge, and we, oh, Knicks, uh, Knox is so lazy. Oh, he's like that. Well, you get a guy like Westbrook in here and that could change. Yes. You know? Yes. You, 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 you know, they want to say, oh, you know, they need someone other than RJ to bring the energy up. Well, Russell Westbrook can bring that damn energy. So, yeah, you know, he he brings enough energy that he, st- he, he if he's that energized, he fights with fans. Well, he argues with fans. But, <laughs> All my mama, you know, bro. so yeah, he he he's he's just got that dog, and I personally think in New York that is what has been lacking for so many years, and just the energy that he could bring in MSG. Yeah, <laughs> yo, yo, brother, the, the roof, brother, real the roof's quick, gonna real come quick, real quick. I, I, I want to switch gears real quick because now it, this just hit me. Poor Steven Silas, poor Steven Silas. I, I, this is the reason why when Stephen A. Smith talks about minority coaches, mainly black coaches, getting the shitty end of the stick. This is what he's talking about. I remember a week ago, this man goes on first take and he literally says with a straight face and a smile. No, no, a smile and thinking the poker game face. 
oh, I just had a great conversation with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. They're fully committed to this team. And then a week later, you find out both of them won out. And I I just want to take a, t- a, a time to really, like, be like, fuck you, Houston Rockets, because you fucked my New York Knicks back in 1994. You screwed Carmelo Anthony out of a job for a year. That was very disrespectful. And now look at this. And, and now look at this garbage. And it's one common denominator. And this is why I don't even want to entertain us talking about trading for James Harden. I don't even want to entertain that. I don't want that man nowhere near the blue and orange. Nowhere near. And nah, nah. I, I'm disgusted. I'm, I'm disgusted how they treated this man. I'm not really disgusted with Russell Westbrook because – I've heard, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and I've heard that Russell Westbrook wasn't happy when he got there because he didn't, he didn't like the offense. And when you look at the Rockets' yeah. offense, can we defend Russ real quick? We know what Mike D'Antoni do: iso ball yeah. all day long. Then, yeah, and that's not it's it's not good basketball, bro. And one more thing, let me no. throw this at you, right? Russell Westbrook, look at his coaches. He has Scott Brooks. What was Scott Brooks known for? ISO basketball. Then he has Billy fucking Donovan. You expect a guy like Russ with his temperament to listen to Billy Donovan all the goddamn time? Hell no. Yeah, no. Hell no. No. Come on. Nah. Come on. And, so and we got kids. It, it's not like I got I got a soft coach. That that's my. Oh opinion, yeah. Bro. See, I, I I personally think Russ would respect Tibbs just as much as. Tibbs would respect Russ, and that that respect would be there. So I think, just in the same sense, and it wouldn't be that he had to command it, but you know, Russ would would respect Tibbs enough to take his advice and adhere to him and listen to him. You know, but Tibbs knows again has been in the league long enough and seen enough of Russ to know Russ's game, so he's not gonna try and use him in a different manner. I, I mean. He knows where he thrives. Yes. Just just like how he worked out just like how he worked out and knew how, how to utilize Derek Rose. It was just unfortunate Derek, you know, what happened with Derek, but he was using him right, regardless of what a lot of people say. Oh, he overplayed him and stuff like that. A lot of people overplay their superstars. Some superstars will just tell their coach, oh, nah, you're not taking me off. Uh-huh. Right. So you can't exactly put it on the coach. Oh, the coach maybe Derek was telling, No, 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 don't take me off. I'm all good. I'm all good. Leave me in. Especially like a guy like Derek Rose at the time, especially they were wanting him to take the final shot and in the game. I've got to take him out. I, I, I'm a defensive. I'm a defensive real quick, bro. And, and, and tell me if this is wrong. The way Derek Rose landed after he dunked, I lost a lot, of his, a lot of his old clips. And you can see why he tore his ACL. Because he did, he, when he landed, he landed a lot of the time on one leg. That's not the way you land yeah. on dunks. Even with another example, I, I watched some old Porzingis highlights. Like, granted, I was salty. And I watched him on the Knicks. I'm like, yo, this is really the unicorn. Like, he was really jumping, dunking on dudes. And he does not play that way no more. So it's all about how you land. And yeah, I, I give Tibbs the, the benefit of the doubt. And I mean, I'm pretty sure what I was reading just recently, Jimmy Butler even gave his. Approval of Tibbs getting the job in New York. Yeah, I, I mean, man, it, 
Like, and Jimmy Jimmy Butler's got a good relationship with him. He he played with him at, at both the Bulls and and Timberwolves, and um, you know he, he's got a lot of love for Tibbs, obviously. So um, he know, he knows what Tibbs brings. You want to know what's funny? Now that you bring up Jimmy Butler, I think me and you owe him an apology. And the reason why I say this is because me and you was definitely a part of the camp. Definitely part of the group of people who did not want Jimmy Butler last season because we heard what the media said about him. We heard about his spat with Towns and how he was a bad teammate and blah 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 and blah blah blah. Right? Yeah. So we 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 got we, we put our foot in our mouths with that. Right? Yeah, we we did we did we did and and go ahead and and I apologize because we worked out in the end and it, it did come out in the end that it was actually the opposite way around. In the timber over the Timberwolves, it was the two young boys that actually um, were chucking the chucking the dummy spat because <laughs> just because Jimmy was trying to pull their heads in and get them to to give effort on the defensive end. You know, he was sitting there pretty much practically telling, "Look, look inside you. Look what you could do on offensively. Why, why aren't you blocking shots? Why aren't you bullying people defensively? Like you know." And and, and I guess Cat just responded badly to. The criticism, um, and, and and Jimmy Butler, and, and I'll say this now, and I've always known this about Jimmy Butler. He's one of the hardest working players in the league. Yep. Um, he he believes in his work ethic, and he's going to expect everybody else around him to have some similar type of work ethic. And I think that's what caused the problem. Whereas then when he went to Miami, he found that the young guys obviously – took his criticism the right way and, yep. and, and you know, sort of listened to him and and thought, well, he's a vet in this league and he knows what he's on about. We're new here. And and they and they took the appropriate approach and it all worked out and you could see, hey, no, Jimmy is a good guy and he is a good teammate. And and I knew he was a good teammate in 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 uh, Chicago because I didn't hear anything really bad coming out of, of there about him. Not like out of the Timberwolves. But it, it, it's just all depends on how obviously, you know, a young guy obviously responds to a vet. Um, I mean, they can either sit there and sulk about it, which obviously Wiggins and Towns did, or, or they can suck it up and go, yeah, well, he's just wanting us to be better. <laughs> and that's all he was trying to do. And yeah, unfortunately, yeah, he just didn't get the response that he would have liked and things just deteriorated from there. And, um, you know, apparently, you know, Town spread rumors about him and uh-huh. that, that weren't true. And so I was kind of glad for Jimmy that he nah, got out nah. of the end. This is what really happened between those two. <laughs> it's funny. Remember back in the day, I don't know if you know the story, but I, I looked this up. Remember back in the day when the Mavericks back in the 90s, when they had Jason Kidd, Jimmy Jackson, and Jamal Mashburn? Uh, yes, yes. So they had a love triangle with Tony Braxton. That's why that <laughs> team split up. Jimmy Butler supposedly has slept with one of um, Carl Anthony Towns' girlfriends, and that was a part of the reason why they had to get him out of that locker room. <laughs> so that was one of the reasons. Also, Jimmy Butler being an asshole, and also – it, it, it takes, like, certain kids respond to certain type of leaders, right? Let's be real. And I feel like none of the kids responded. Besides Frank Nilakina, none of them responded to Mook. 
None of the kids responded nope. to move. So not when I don't I don't want to make that same mistake again that we made last season where we skipped on a guy because we just say, Oh, we don't want him, we don't want his leadership around the young kids. I don't want to make that mistake again. And I feel like yeah. Russell Westbrook is just the perfect complement to our young core. I, I, I believe I really believe he can elevate all of these guys' games. And also, I believe that he will age gracefully next to a group of young guys. Because, uh, yes. let me give you a model. Let me give you a model. The Denver Nuggets model, right? Who was the one horrible contract on that roster? Paul Millsap. What? Well, what, from this season? No, no, no. Like, since they had for the past, like, three years. It was Paul Millsap. They paid Paul yeah, Millsap, Millsap 30-plus million. Me and you both yeah. know that he's not really a 30-plus million player. But no, he's a isn't he? How old is he now? Huh? He's 36, isn't he? Yeah. I, uh, 35. Yeah. He's old. I know he's old. But, but he still does He still does all right. Yeah, yes. And, and what I'm getting at with mm. that is the Denver model. The, the, like, like, talk about the Denver model real quick, right? Paul Millsap. He gets paid. He's the vet on the roster. The rest of your, your your starting five is probably some kids. They got Jokic. They got a couple kids in there that they groom. But my point is that they made sound trades and drafted very well for the position they was at while Paul Millsack contract was on the roster. And I like the way Paul Millsack leads. He does not let them young yes. boys get punked. And he also no. makes very smart plays. So he is worth every penny that he gets for the Denver Nuggets. And then and, and yes. I, I I think that Russell Westbrook can have that same effect on the Knicks. Now, will this yep. convo be for nothing? Because we probably won't trade for Russell Westbrook and he probably won't be on the roster when we do a Saturday or Sunday pod. Yes, you you might be right. This combo was for nothing, but we have to explore ways how to improve this roster. Yeah, yeah, and 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 as we both agreed, he he's the perfect fit, um, and he he's the guy to to bring in that type of energy and that type of leadership that that's sorely been lacking. He he will command, unlike Mo, he will command the young guys' respect and and to listen to him and. You know, to, to for him to to lead the way, um, because that's what, as I said, that's that's exactly what he did in OKC. Uh, they all looked up to Russ. They all went by his leadership. They, they what, what, what's to say? They all they all went with him. You know, when there was up, and they all fell when they was down in the bad times. So they were all in it together, and he he kept that team, that young team with him and Stephen Adams. Um, you know, together, mm. and um, kept them in the in the contention at least. You know, for for playoffs, and that's that's what he can bring to to the, this young Knicks team is exactly the same thing. I think automatically he 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 puts you in the top eight. He he takes you to the playoffs at least so, because he can carry a young team and do do those type of things. And so so two things, right? Before we get into this this last thing, but this last thing is going to take like twenty thirty minutes because th- th- we really going to have to talk about this. So. Two, uh, a thing before we get into the last part. The ninth and the 10th seed now have play-in games 
with the seventh and the eighth seed. So there's a chance the Knicks can make the playoffs. There is a chance. Yeah. So hypothetical. I, it's tough to have to say this, but what if Russell Westbrook does not get traded to the Knicks? And what if Fred Van Fleet resigns with the Toronto Raptors? What the hell do the Knicks do next, bro? Because it's only one thing mm, on my there. mind. <laughs> and I don't want to say it. it. It starts with a T. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to say it, so you, you got to shoot it, brother. You got you got to tell me what we could do, because I already know what we could do. It's interesting. It it would have to be tried. I reckon. I I, I don't know what if, if that happens. Like, well, obviously, it's not going to happen before draft. Either of that situation, so I'd I'd be I'd be I'd be interested because I'm still. Eyeing the sit, there's another situation with another point guard I've been eyeing, and I really don't know what's going to happen over there Wait, yet with him. I, don't know. I think I know Maybe. what you're talking about. Go ahead. It's Mr. De'Aaron Fox. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm still interested because because we've both said it. We all know it. Everybody that knows the Sacramento owner, he's a bit of a. a how, how, there's no other better way to put it. Tight ass when it pertains to. <laughs> giving out big contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens there. Um, I'd be keeping my eye on that situation because, you know, especially now that Bogdan's gone. Um, I know he, he was pretty close with Bogdan off the court. Um, I don't know if that's going to cause him to maybe do a do a harden or, you know, oh, I want out now. You know, I want to go <laughs> elsewhere. So <laughs> You know, or that that team seems to like. You look at that team and you go, oh, At one minute you go, oh yeah, they're looking on the up and up, not too bad. And then they they're doing silly moves like this, and you start wondering, well, what's going to happen again? They're just going to go re- restart again, and what they usually do. And so, yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on that situation with De'Aaron Fox, um, especially as you said, if it plays out that Van Van Fleet stays in Toronto and and Westbrook. As I said, I don't think it'd be traded anywhere else. It'd just be Houston. We'd have no choice but to keep him. I guess. Oh, I know. What, what, I really don't. That's the other situation. What What does Houston do if even the Knicks don't come to the ring ring on the phone or come to the table? What What do you do if that if no one, no other team is interested? What What if I'm the Knicks? I'm not even going to their table. They got to come sit at my table. <laughs> Yeah, but if they if they, if they if they they're gonna really be put their backs against the wall. Um, in reality, and it doesn't really matter for Maury because he he left him in the situation, pissed off the Philly. <laughs> <laughs> he did a bad trade. Said, "Fuck this, I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yo. I- and I think everybody's now waiting for that situation to see because, you know, there's been so much talk for how long with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid uh-huh. and some buttonhead, like, what's Maury going to do? They got Maury there now. What type of trade are we looking at? Oh, man. It's, oh, man. This is going to be a funny week. It's going to be a funny period. Yeah. As I said, silly, silly season, bro. Silly season. Yeah, because yeah, 
Yeah, I'm very interested in De'Aaron Fox. I'm wondering why. I'm I'm gonna wait until I, I'm gonna put it like this because I know we're gonna record a pod, podcast this weekend. If I see any draftee from his draft resign a contract, you best to believe that that man is on the move. And if I'm the Knicks, I'm jumping on that train ASAP. <laughs> ASAP. Yeah, I've been hearing that. That See, that's what got me even curious again, because I've been hearing the bit of noise at Sacramento. I was going to try and draft another point guard. I'm like, why are they going to draft a point guard? Oh, uh-huh. and, and, and you, you see know. who they're trying to draft. You see they're trying to get yeah. Sarah Lewis. So, it's heating up. It's heating up. That's why instantly, and this is where it comes back full circle to what me and you just said about the owner being cheap. He's just going to draft Kira Lewis and, and want to get out of uh, under Fox so he doesn't have to pay him. <laughs> That's what he's looking to do. Oh, man, that is fun. That is a funny situation, man. I'm just hoping. Uh, it, 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 this is going to be this is going to be a very interesting trade season for the next two weeks. Hopefully, De'Aaron Fox acts. I, I know if he asks. Ask out the Knicks got the best trade package for him. I know we can get him. Yeah. And we can pay him as soon as we get him. Like I don't even want to wait. Just pay him pay him. No, yeah, because he played he he played well in the bubble, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's another one like Booker who just shut balled out. Um, so I would I, I would absolutely I, I've been saying it for ages. I've been I would love him on the Knicks because he would then make the offense faster. He brings the pace. Man. You know. Uh, I don't, the thing, the thing that, and the things he can do at speed is 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 pretty unbelievable too, and he's just getting better. <laughs> oh man, this is going to be so. Fun. I think, I think, I think, I think, in, in, in a, even in a couple more seasons, I think John Wall might even be a bit jealous of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John, John, John Wall, man, it was even tough. I was even hearing Nick fans even talking about trading for John Wall. Like that's how bad this guy. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Nick fans is really not used to this. We're used to no. as soon as trades start happening, we're used to us trading, and it's kind of weird for once that we don't know what the hell Leon Rose might do. But <laughs> mm. see, I, 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 I think, I think I. I, I we're both right. I think he would be watching that situation in Sacramento with very close eyes because at the end of the day, if you're not interested in Westbrook, but you're interested in Fox, then that's, that to me is a timeline fit and, and a timeline thinking, thinking young, very good young point guard that fits the timeline of RJ Barrett and Knox and Mitchell Robinson. These are four guys that could go ahead with each other now for X amount of seasons, you know. Uh, so that that could be his train of thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Because he's only, what, 22, 23? Fox is like 22. Fox is yeah, like 22, yeah. So he, he he's only yeah he's only young so he fits the timeline perfectly with as I said with RJ and and Knox and and Mitch. I I, I think in that type of trade I think you might have to send Knox in that in that trade I don't know. Well, see in 
yeah, in that trade, you probably would. Yeah, you, you probably would. And, and I'd be willing to do that because at the end of the day, it's not Mitch and it's not RJ. So you got to, I suppose you got to look at it. Well, okay, you got to give a little considering we're get, what we're getting in return. We're getting the hour and five. I mean, I mean, we can... a way that you see, I don't know if the Knicks is going to do this because we, we've had a Carmelo Anthony trade before. So I don't know if the Knicks will do this. But um, you could uh, – they still got Deadman. Yeah. So you could probably do a De'Aaron Fox, Deadman for, like, give him Randall. De'Aaron Fox, Deadman, give him Randall. You could give him DSJ. You probably – DSJ or Frank, preferably DSJ. Uh, well, they're gonna need a they're gonna need a backup to go with yeah, with course. Kira. I'm gonna so. give them my eight pick. I think I have the eight yeah. pick, and I think I'm gonna give them just just so just so I can really entice them. I think I'll do a 2021 lottery protected. I think you will have. Yeah, you you will have. Yeah. And as I said, it, it, for De'Aaron Fox, it, it, that's a that's a worthwhile. Worthwhile fair trade, I think. What you've just mentioned. I mean, this is this is as I said, this is a twenty-two-year-old point guard who who who's who's just entering. I guess you could say, or just scratching at his at his prime coming up. So, you know, he, and he's just improving and improving. So, you know, you you got to give up a little uh, for someone like that, but it, it's all worth it. And like you said, the minute we get him, you you, you sign him up to that big contract, get him locked in. <laughs> oh man, this trade. Then, then, then we don't have to worry about the point guard position going forward for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So, I guess the last part we could do. We, we, we I, I figured we was going to do a pod tomorrow, but you know what? I'd rather just get into the draft, little draft talk now, and then Wednesday. We could just we'll just as soon as the draft is over, we could just get right into a podcast. Because Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like I, I guess I'll do this. Me and you can each make three predictions and then we could just go like who, who, who like like make make three predictions, meaning who the next pick at each pick. So Yeah. I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, my three for eight. I'm going to go Vassell, Obi Toppin, or Kara Lewis. I think, I think one of those three will be a Nick. I think at eight, I think. For what we're looking at now, I don't think we're gonna trade up for Lamelo Ball. I don't think it's in the cards because we didn't work him. We didn't work out Lamelo Ball. I don't know if Leon Rose is high on him. Um, yeah, but those are the three I think that the Knicks will pick come draft night. What's, what you got three? Um, yeah. Well, well, I've I've said uh, who have I said for about eighth pick. Uh, the three I'd, I'd was either a Coral. Uh, Kira Lewis again, like you, and uh, Patrick Williams. Oh, oh, 
Mm. That that's the sneaky pickup because that I, if they pick Patrick Williams, the youngest um, American draftee in this draft, if they pick him, I, I wouldn't be mad, but I think they would have to trade up to get a point guard. I think they would really have to trade up to get like a RJ Hampton or to get a Cole Anthony or a Kara Lewis. I think they would have most certainly have to get a point guard. But I, I like the pick. I'm intrigued. What why you what you think would make them pick Patrick Williams? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, State of the State of the New York Knicks podcast. Um, We decided to cut this podcast short, and we're going to put it into a two-part episode. And the second part of this episode, we basically just going to hand out predictions for the draft. And um, I hope y'all like it, man. It's an important week for the Knicks. A lot of stuff to get into. Shout-outs to Nick Nation. Shout-outs to everybody that be tuning into the pod. I appreciate all of y'all, man. Much success and love, man. Peace.